Music has been known to move us in variety of ways. And in this conversation with Diane Annie Matias of the USA, we talk about music is medicine. And what better way to know that healing can exist is when in 2020 here is to know that music can actually soothe the soul and heal you from the inside out. Listen in. Welcome to the Global Party Podcast. I'm Jacqueline Best, host and creator of Best Whole New World, where joy, health, peace, love, and wealth are just the natural vibes. I'll be interviewing real people with real stories from all over the world, where they share their transformation, their healing from the inside out. Listen and subscribe and get the health vibe. Okay. Hi, everybody. I want to just welcome you to our Global Party 2017 Healing from the Inside Out. And we are so blessed to have Diane Annie Matias here with us to talk about music as medicine. And you all have heard the phrase, music soothes the soul. Well, you're in for a real treat today because this is one experienced medicine woman over here with all the music that she has, that she's gonna share with us with her background. So how did you ever begin on this journey, Annie? Well, it actually kind of found me. Um, I grew up, when I was a wee one, I played the instrument of choice of my mother, which was an accordion, which I hated. <laughs> it just was awful. And I actually had to go back and do some work on that because um, that was really my first introduction into music and I didn't enjoy it at all. Over the course of years, um, I have learned through a lot of different types of things. I've learned that for me, the vibrational tone is the powerful one. I've always loved walking in woods and being amongst rocks and standing by trees, which have a lower vibration and a real grounded vibration. And um, years and years, skip forward quite a while. This is going to be kind of like a 101 course because there's so much to cover. Right. But I want to give you a broad overview of how music can be used as medicine. Okay. And as a sensitive and as an intuitive, um, this is one of the ways that I'm able to work with a prayer, with spirit, with source, whatever your words are, um, using the music as a healing modality. Um, so years ago, I heard a native flute being played uh, when I came to visit California. I'm originally from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and you know, all the bands and all the rock and roll we had was great. Right. And I was in California at Knoxbury Farm, and I heard the native flute. And it was like, oh, it just riveted through me. And I thought, I need to learn how to play that instrument. Well, come as it was, a friend of mine, who's become a very good friend of mine, we've played music together for quite a while, quite a number of years, um, started to make native flutes. And he gave me one. And the first one he gave me, it had all sorts of like little turquoise and some holes. And I said, this is wonderful how you did it. And he goes, those were my mistakes. Ah. I filled my mistakes in with turquoise. And I said, I hope you always make lots of mistakes and fill them in with turquoise. So eventually I began to learn how to play the native flute. And I should say native style flute. Uh, the correct term native American flute is when a flute is made by a certified native American. Now these... I have some which are, of course, made by Native Americans, but I have other ones which are made in the Native American style. Okay. 
This is basically one that it has a tree bean on the front and helpers on the back. And all the native flutes come in different keys. So the music that I do, it not only do you hear the music, but it also corresponds to different chakras because our, our chakra systems are based on different notes. Right. So this is a B and the B flute actually would be your crown chakra. So um, a lot of the work I'll do is to open up different chakras using different instruments. And this is a low B. It's much well, longer. That is really long. How long is that? Oh, quite long. Um, and when I, when I play it, I have to stand up. I guess so. And you that can looks hear like it. it's like four feet long. As compared to a B, which is a higher octave. Mm -hmm. Now the native flutes are wonderful because they're very portable. You can carry them into places. You can take them outside. Oftentimes when I'm playing outside, the birds will sing along too. So not only is this a medicine for human beings, it's also an earth medicine because um, it's not atypical to be playing out in the redwoods and all of a sudden the trees start to sway. Wow. And so you have a connection with all of earth, which is so, so important. The subtle energies, oftentimes that which we miss, is as important, I believe, as some of the major, oh my gosh, that's miraculous. Right. I think that everything is a miracle. And if we have eyes to look into that, we can see. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you just really quickly, um, I worked at a cancer center at a hospital for a number of years, and I taught my cancer patients as well as the bereaved to learn to play the flute. And it's a language all unto itself. All of music is its own language. So it's wonderful. One instance was when a friend who, anyhow, one of my clients came in and I said, how are you doing, Grace? And she picked up her flute and began to play. And I, in return, picked up my flute and played back. And we carried on this entire conversation in the language of the music. Later, mm -hmm. she said, thank you. I just didn't know my out loud words to express what I was feeling, but I was feeling so sad. So, but as we played, there was a lifting up of this energy right. and a lifting up of this sadness in her and the music carried it. And um, I also would play on the floors and uh, I'd play for the dying. I would play for those who were sick. Uh, one time I was playing and a man came out of his room, sat there and began to sob. Later, the nurses told me that he had undergone a stroke. He was not an old man, <laughs> undergone a stroke, was paralyzed. Um, and then was able to start to move around, but was so traumatized that he hadn't been able to express any emotions. And when he heard the flute, it just allowed an opening of all of that. And um, it's also used, it, it does take away pain, it can. Um, but the music um, itself, I don't usually play songs. Mm -hmm. I just listen with my heart to hear what the different frequencies are needed and what that person needs. Um, so can I just ask you a question? So I remember as a, as a kid in school, we had the recorder that everybody had to learn in the beginning. Now, is there any relationship to the fact that we were being taught the recorder as you were just sharing about the, the, the native flute? Like, is, 
is there some old tradition that this is part of the breathing, that this is why we we're introduced to something like that versus just a stringed instrument? I don't know in the schools if they have that awareness or not. I, I hope they would, uh, because breathing is really a very important part of our lives. Um, I'm not sure. I never played the recorder in school, so I didn't oh, have it. <laughs> They didn't teach that in the schools. Like okay. One of the things that I want to talk about the instruments that I play too is um, the people who make them. This yeah. is, can you see it? It's got yeah. turquoise in it and yeah. horsehair. This is actually a old grove redwood flute that was made from fence posts that had been, um, a tree had been struck by lightning, caught on fire. The people saved the heart of the redwood and made it into fence posts a long, long time ago. Um, myself and my son-in-law dug these up out of the ground and my friend made me a flute. This is the flute I use mostly for ceremony because there is such a depth and a, an ancient wisdom in this flute from the old Grove Redwoods. Um, the instruments that I do play are made by people who make instruments for healing. They're not mass produced and I think that's really important. Another instrument that I have um, that I make are these udu drums. You make those? Uh-huh. This is a, I haven't made them in about four years, but this is one of my larger ones. But the reason I'm showing this is because when you play it, mm -hmm. um, people who had lung cancer would love these because they could hug them. And when they played it, the vibration would go through their lungs. Ooh, yeah, I can feel that just now all the way over here. It just yeah. scraped my lungs. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then another instrument that I play is the didgeridoo. And these are... These are made um, by a friend who lives in the desert. So mm -hmm. these are yucca didgeridoos. They are not eucalyptus Australian didgeridoos. Okay. They're the version that we have here in the desert because these grow, they're harvested, and then they're hollowed out and made. And um, the didgeridoo is a powerful instrument. You use circular breathing when you play, which means you're breathing in your nose and out your mouth at the mm -hmm. same time. That's how you're able to keep that long sound going. And then there's all sorts of different sounds. Uh, that you create by your breath. And the didgeridoo, uh, we use it in sound work because the vibration is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll do what I call digging people. They'll, you know, maybe <laughs> lying down on the table or somebody will be, maybe I'll have a room full of people just lying down on the floor um, for a meditation. And I'll go around and I will play the didgeridoo over them and they can feel the yeah. vibration in their body. And it's a wonderful and powerful thing. I'll play this. See, I told you you were in for a treat, everybody. definitely moved a lot of energy as I said I'm I'm very sensitive I use a lot of energy work myself and with others and so it, as soon as you did there was just this from the gut deep deep down below in in like my first chakra it was just like had a big huge yawn and yes good good now yeah. one can go into a room and clear the room if you can't use sage the didgeridoo works just as well 
Oh. Now, as far as the didgeridoo as medicine, yes, for the people listening, but for the ditch player, they have actually done research and determined that playing the didgeridoo is good for sleep apnea. In Switzerland, 2000, I think it was 2007, I'd have to check on that, mm -hmm. but they did a research um, and found that the didgeridoo is good for sleep apnea, it affects the soft palate. So, you know, there's all sorts of things that uh, we as a um, advanced society, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just I laughing. <laughs> oh, another thing that I use is drumming. Drumming is, you know, so good because it, it sings with our heartbeat. It settles us down. They've actually started using drums in schools for kids who have a lot of energy and they let them do drumming and that just seems to pull them together and allow them to settle in. One other instrument I'd like to show you is what's called a moyo drum and it's a steel tongued instrument and I use this a lot when I do meditations. So is that different than like the Caribbean steel drums you know? Yes it is a little bit. This is made, um, this one is in the key of A minor so okay. it really syncs up with the native flute. If I play an A minor native flute mm -hmm. it goes beautifully with the drum and um, let me see here if I can tip this down. <laughs> Now, if I was going to do a guided meditation, I might say, now we are going to go to a new land. We are going to go to a land of courage. And then continue on, do some breathing, do some uh, illustrations, do some, I'm very metaphorical, so I would put in some different types of um, pictures in there and the music carries us and the music I could go on for a really long time about alternate tunings and all that but I'm not going to do that today I'm going to just talk about how music is meant to be for our entire beings um, do you have any questions Jackie otherwise I'll just keep talking no, no I <laughs> I was like music is medicine right in terms of that I mean You've, you've shared a lot of different experiences. I think if anybody, and correct me if I'm wrong, just picks up a musical instrument. I mean, I can see using, as you're saying, the flute or the digital as breathing. And yes. since breath is so important, it makes sense that a wind instrument has a different effect. Yes. Um, but just being in the vibration of music, we, uh, I know that maybe the songs I used to like to listen to in my teenage years, they would not be songs I listen to anymore because they just feel sort of intense yes. in that same way. Um, you know, I remember going to my first powwow and listening to, you know, just the music and the drum beat and the, yes. and it's just a whole other level, right? So it's Absolutely. for you to share these with us because it's not typical that the average person is just going to go somewhere and discover that those are in someone's house. Yes, down there in the desert, maybe. Right. If they came to my house, actually, yeah. I, do, I do lessons over um, Skype or Zoom. And yesterday, I actually had a lesson with a lady who is learning to play the Moyo drum. And I told her, I said, you know, in, this is not where you're going to learn music notes. Instead, we're going to go intuitively. We're going to go with let the instrument teach you. Because the way that I use sound mm -hmm. is to be the hollow reed. Yeah. I am the hollow reed and I allow that to come through me and out the instrument. 
um, in the flute, in the drum, in the, you know, in the didgeridoo, instead of trying to master it and control it and make it technically correct. Yeah. I allow that to come out as an expression. If um, somebody is feeling very sad and they pick up the native flute or they pick up anything or the drum or anything, they can begin to express that emotion, let it come out. And it's just amazing what happens. You can ask a question into the, into the instrument and listen for the answer. So it's a, a fabulous process. Um, one of the things I want to say too is that, you know, even simply, I don't know about you, but I remember when I was a little girl, we used to hum. People used to hum. Yeah, I still hum. <laughs> good for you because a lot of times people don't do that anymore. But that hum is a vibration. Okay? I skip and I hum and I, you know. It's <laughs> wonderful. Good for you. So, you know, there's so many ways um, now scientists have discovered that learning a new instrument is good for our neurological pathways. Well, duh, but, you know, I'm glad that that's coming out in research because that might encourage people to maybe, if they didn't play as a child, to pick up an instrument and play as an adult. Yeah, I think it's a good point. It's like, I find that, you know, when, you, when I was laughing so hard about advanced, you know, society, is I really feel like we're at this time we have to unlearn all these things that we, you know, we've just burdened our mind with all these ideas, and it's unlearning and letting go, and so music is something that feeds the soul, and it moves the soul in different ways, and I'm also reminded of my, my 17 and a half year old, when she was like five, and she sat down at the piano, she played almost like it was a brilliant composition. Yes. Like say almost, right? Like it was almost, and we're like, wow. And I remember my, my father going, oh, you're going to be like the next Beethoven, okay? And so immediately, you know, her father was like, let's get her into music. Well, that was, that was it. it. Just squashed all that creativity and all that expression because yes. one note at a time, no, no go. And right. once right. we allowed that to go back to freedom, she's back at composition and she has been singing songs since she was like six or seven, just out they spout. And that's how she deals with her stress. That's wonderful. You know, a lot of my students, um, for the native flute even, because the native flute is relatively an easy, at a beginning level, it's an easy instrument to play. There's yeah. not, you don't have to read music. There's like six holes and you breathe. And um, now, of course, it can get much more difficult, but it can also be entered into in an easy way. But many of my students are like, I can't play music. I'm not a musician. I can't do this. I can't do that. Because they've been so programmed all their life and told that they were tone deaf or they couldn't do this or they couldn't do that. And so it's a matter of going back, even with simple chanting or simple voice. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what I'll have people do is I'll just have them say a syllable. Oh, now I'm not a great singer, but I'm also, that doesn't matter. That's yeah. not what this is about. And if we can begin to release some of those old paradigms and those old conditionings and just allow ourselves to enter into a new space of freedom, um, that's really good in our bodies. New freedom is what, exactly. So you mentioned about giving a lesson over Skype. So where would you like people to contact you? Because they're, I can see now, they're like, I can feel, they're going, oh, that would be great, but you're way over there in Palm Springs and I'm over there in Turkey. So how do they get a hold of you? Um, is there a place where I can just put my, where you, I can put my email address? We'll just put it down the, on the link. You want them to email you directly? Because do, sure. do you have a Facebook page that they want to go to? Facebook page, yep. 
Okay. Or they can um, do it in, uh, what is that, Facebook uh, messaging? Right. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, um, I taught a man who lived in Korea. I taught him how to play the moyo drum for months. And I would, I would get on my computer at 11 o'clock at night because it was daytime there. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, with the technology we have today, it's delightful. There's no reason why people from all over the world, as a matter of fact, I've jammed with different people from all over the world at the same time. And that's really fun. So you mean like, so you would play yours and I would play mine. And, and what about the sound effect through the computer? Um, sometimes it's not so great, but. Um, but you don't care because you're in joy because you're doing yes, it together. Yes, because you're doing it. And sometimes you get a delay. If somebody's internet isn't that great, you get a delay. But, you know, um, to be in the community amongst other people of like-minded and at the same heart is just, that's just such a delight. That Absolutely. is so joy. You know, well, you just exude joy, you know, like you like it's like if that's what music does to you, look at Annie here and just go, you pick up your instrument and get going because yeah. she is, she yeah. is it. She's just, and joy is the highest vibration, right? So she's yeah. obviously in great health because she's using music as medicine and allowing yourself to become lost in the music. I want to just put that in here because. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, we're so conditioned to be, oh, under control and, oh, I have to do this and that. No, just allow yourself to become lost. Lose sight of everything, but just become the song. Be the song. Be the didge rhythm. Be the, be the drum beat. Be the flute song. Oh, it just gives me chills. Because, you know, as you enter into those places, that's where, you know, we're able to really listen to spirit. And that's where we, as in our little earth bodies, we begin to vibrate and we just... Right. It's healing all by itself. Yes. So the question that comes to me is when somebody comes to you for the first time and they want to pick up an instrument, do you just say, okay, let's, so the, let's go with the Native American flute. Do, they, do you just say, put it in your mouth and start playing? Or do you have like a little intentional, you know, breath exercise to presence them before they start? How does that work? What I would say is there are no rules. Ah, love it. And, and I would say you can play left-handed or right-handed, which way is more natural. Mm -hmm. You know, now I happen to have a steel pin in this hand, so I play left-handed even though I'm right-handed. Okay. And then I say, you know, put your fingers down. I just show them how to hold the flute, and I have them do the simple scale up and down. Mm -hmm. And when there's no rules, you can take as much time to learn that as you want to. And then I tell them, this flute, you need to have a relationship with your flute. It right. needs a part of you and you need to become a part of it because really this flute is going to teach you all sorts of wonderful things and that's where I start and then we just play the scale and then bit by bit just depending on who they are what types of things they want to be doing with it some people they just want to play they want to sit outside sit mm -hmm. on a hillside under the tree and play and have the birds sing along with them other people want to use it for a meditation some people you know so it just depends right. on what they want to do if they want to play with other people playing the native flute or with other instruments i'll teach them that i'll teach them how to you know listen to make sure that they they go together but really even if they don't go together and you're not all you know um wanting everything to be pitch perfect right that's a wonderful way to be well see the great thing about technology is there may be zero people in your neighborhood or your community that are you know wanting to do this but you can be connected here with Annie. That's the beautiful thing that we're all in one world. So the other thing that comes to my mind is that 
in where do they get it, right? So say I want to do a Native, is there a place to go online? Do you sell them? How do you even yeah. get a there's, Native there's American flutes? There's lots of places for the Native American flutes, but I tell people, please don't buy a flute out of a barrel somewhere because okay. some of them are well-made and others of them are very difficult to play. Mm -hmm. um, these Moira drums, my friends actually make them and I sell them or I can, you know, I can help you buy which one you want or, you know, but um, my friends who make them, we just work together. Right. But they, um, my friend Rick and Linda, they, Rick is a master instrument maker. He actually dreams about the instruments before they're made. Wow. Um, you know, and so, and they bless them before they go out. So, but basically what I would do is I would find out what key resonates with you. Because How do you really, find that out? It's really important. Um, this lady I taught yesterday, she had a C, and a C is your solar plexus, and that is safety, independence, all sorts of things. And so she chose a C drum because in her life, that is the, that is the resounding tone that she needs right now. So that's another really important thing is to find out what, uh, what frequency, what vibration. So how would you do that unless, because I think working with you, you could figure that out, but could somebody know how to find their note or their frequency on their own? They can listen and which one calls them. Which one feels that calls them and that's the note and that's okay. That's right. You know, you, have you ever heard something and you go, oh, I love that. Yeah. Or seeing a color and you go, oh, yeah. well, it's calling you. You know, you just have to trust yourself and listen. I'm called all the time then because it's just like I'm in awe of how wonderful the world is. <laughs> it's wonderful. That is wonderful because you've unlearned all that other stuff, you know? Yeah. So you're just an open expression of wonder. I love that. Wow. So have you, you've recorded some pieces that are also accessible on YouTube, right? Because yes. people can find you there. The Wonder Path mm -hmm. um, on YouTube. That's my station. And I have... I have uh, native flute played with poetry. I have some didge pieces. I I also do other types of things too. I'm a I'm a writer and I teach writing. Um, so, you know, and I'm also an artist and I do ceramics and other types of art. So I'm just one of these people who does a lot of different types of things. And instead of trying to choose one at this point in my life, it's just like, okay, here I am. You know. So I gave up that idea that you can only do one thing, which our society has taught for so long. And it's kind of like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just be me and I'll move into the places as needed. So when you heard me, there's a, dig, um, a didgeridoo piece that I recently put out mm -hmm. when I'm from the United States and when um, the United States did not join the Paris climate right. group, I was brokenhearted. And that night um, I was texting with a friend and she was just feeling the same way. So I said, I'm going to play I'm going to go outside and play with the trees in my backyard and, and the flowers. And my dog came and joined it. But I played a didge piece, and I said it sounded more like a didge dirge. But I wanted to just express what was going on in my heart. And when I was done, it's okay. I didn't release that. Yeah. So you can yeah. find it on YouTube also. And, and, you know, with respect to that, it's a beautiful way to say music can release because there is so much conversation out there in the world and the media that can distract you from the essence of the truth. And the truth is that we're, we are naturally aligned mm -hmm. and to be vibrating in this wonderful space of joy. And this yeah. is where all this healing can occur. 
So, and you know, the didgeridoo also, I had an experience years ago where I had a kidney stone and before I went to sleep, it wasn't one where I was crawling on the floor, but it was very painful. Before I went to sleep, I thought, what do I need to do in order to heal this? And I had a dream of my friend who also plays the didgeridoo playing the didgeridoo over my body. And so I called him up in the morning. I said, could you come over and play the didge over me to release this kidney stone? Well, he did. And I was able to pass. So, you know, there's all sorts of stories like that too, but um, that I could go into, but I, I think it's just important to usher in that whole attitude that the sound frequency and vibration is so much a part of us that we need to reclaim that. Yeah, and, and that's like a good base. So we said for Music is Medicine 101, 102, we can get into frequencies and how maybe there's been some misuse of frequencies over the time, et cetera, and things. There's 103, 104. <laughs> it all depends on what station you're tuning into, but right now you're on Music is Medicine 101. <laughs> and I have crystal bowls that I play also. And, you know, the crystal bowls, they show me by which ones want to be played. I know that sounds kind of strange maybe for some people, but um, I can listen and know which ones to play. And usually the people just, you know, they're able to go into an altered state, but when they wake up or when they, you know, are, when I'm done, it's always like, oh my gosh. And, you know, sometimes they'll go back and they'll have memories or they'll see colors or their bodies will be, you know, the sound will go to different parts of their body that needs to be touched. So it just goes on and on and on. That is so beautiful. We, I told you guys you were in for a treat, and this is just fabulous representation of that you have the ability to have a, a flute. It's not very big, right? It's not very big. It's portable. It can go with you. Even if you're traveling the world, it can go in your knapsack, and you have music with you at every moment versus just those earbuds in the ears. That's right. You could even pick up sticks and play on a stone or a tree stump. You know, I mean, you... Music is everywhere. I, I do like to pretend I'm a drummer sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I say anybody with a heartbeat can play the drum, you know? And if people out there think I'm not musically inclined, yes, you are. You just haven't you haven't heard it in the in the proper way. Yeah. They just have to let go first of that idea and open up to stepping into that possibility of what is true. For them and if they want to play music they can play music absolutely and they'll notice a huge difference in their life even singing i know with my children we would sing songs and we'd make up all these funny hilarious songs now they with their children they always sing and it's just it's just good in community too for singing i mean that creates healthy community and healthy interaction so on and on and on it is on and on and on and on again. So we're going to have to come back for another time with 102. We could probably do a whole series, okay, on on music yeah. medicine. Yeah. And, and you can stay tuned for that one. <laughs> but for now, you can um, just allow yourself to check out Diane Annie Matias. You can, on the link below here, you can send her an email, messenger, or check out her YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And... Again, thank you so much for being here. You are such a treat and you just exude, you exude healing and joy and you're a great representation for the rest of us to see what music can do as you use it for medicine. Stay healthy. Thank, thank you. you for being here. Thanks for having me.
I believe your inner guidance is given to you to help you move towards the desires of your heart, the dreams, the visions that you have had or have. It will get you from the place where you don't know what your inner guidance feels like or you're feeling this inner conflict. You feel like something is off, but you're thinking that you must be mistaken. You're feeling like somehow you're being controlled and you might end up feeling like you take that out externally on someone else, acting out, or you may even take that out on yourself, holding that resentment with inside and listening from a space of doubt and mistrust and constantly searching for answers. You could be zoning out, just uncomfortable in your body. You could be faking it till you make it. All of this is a good indication that you are neglecting listening to your inner guidance. And if you are ready to step into this transformation where you can have peace and contentment and playfulness and appreciation for life, it's like magic happens. It's a whole new normal because it's a natural that's designed specifically for you. That's why I call it your best whole new world. And that's what I love helping people do because I was there once. And thankfully, I took that leap back in 1991. So I've done the journey. I've had the experiences and I've even written the book, Trusting Your Intuition, Discover Your Superpower in 10 Days, available at Amazon or on my website at bestwholenewworld.com. You can also join me on um, a group program, book a one-on-one -on -one session, or get on the wait list for the next uh, masterclass. Join the movement. One billion people healed from the inside out, trusting their inner guidance, enjoying the journey of their heart's desires, and living in their best whole new world. Your best whole new world. You deserve it, don't you think?